In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Christ is in our midst. He was, and is, and ever shall be. On this, the fifth Sunday of Great Lent, which is the final Sunday of Great Lent. It's not the end of the fast today, but it's the final Sunday of Great Lent. The end of these weeks that we have been ascending higher and higher to this time of coming of the, of the great week of Passion of our Christ. On this day, the church commemorates this wonderful saint, Saint Mary of Egypt. Now, you may recall that Great Lent originally was for those who were preparing to be baptized on Saturday of Lazarus, on Palm Sunday, or on Pascha, on Easter, on the Resurrection. So all of these Sundays are, have been geared to them. All of these spiritual lessons that we have been given from, from the Sunday of Orthodoxy to St. Gregory Palamas to the, the mid-Lent mid of uh, the Feast of the Holy Cross, all of these are given to teach them, the catechumens who are preparing for, faith, for their baptism. But and over time, it has been given for all of us. All of these Sundays of Great Lent, this whole time of, of Great Lent, is good and beneficial for our spiritual growth, especially for those, I should change that, for those who are actively and on purpose struggling and using this time for repentance. And it's never too late to start, and it's never too late to begin to make the, the efforts uh, to repent. And if we have tried in the past and we've succeeded and fallen away, it's never too late to start again. This is especially true of this life that we, we hear today and of this biography, this short abridged biography that I'm going to read today about St. Mary of Egypt. After liturgy this morning, this morning uh, some people are going to go into the hall next door and you're invited to join as well. And they're going to read the full biography of St. Mary of Egypt as written by St. Sophronius. Now, why is this life of St. Mary of Egypt so important for us to hear today? Well, as you'll see in a few moments, St. Mary's life was a life that began in a life... First of all, she was baptized as an Orthodox Christian, as an infant, just as all of us in this room, most of us are. But at the age of 12 years old, she was fallen, and she was orphaned, and she was given over to the life of debauchery for money. Let me just use that and stop that there, if you all know what I'm saying. This biography of this wonderful saint is the biography of a woman who was tormented by the demonic life. She was saved by God, by Jesus Christ, through the intercessions of the Virgin Mary in a mystical moment, as we will shortly see. And then she went off into this life of struggle and into this life of giving up everything so to be alone with God. And her life is an icon of the spiritual life. And it is, if it's possible for St. Mary of Egypt to be saved... As you will see, it's possible for anyone to be saved. It's very common, it's very normal during the spiritual life for people to get discouraged. For people to say, 
I'm such a sinner, I can't believe that any of this is going to work for me. I cannot believe that Jesus Christ will save me. Now think about these people that were catechumens and preparing for their baptism and the life of idolatry and all the stuff that went with it that they were leaving behind. And as they're approaching their, their great baptism, they might be getting cold feet and they might be thinking in their minds, I'm not good enough, I am unworthy. Well, here's the truth. None of us are good enough and none of us are worthy, but however, Jesus Christ is the one who makes us worthy. So who is this Saint Mary of Egypt? Again, the biography of this wonderful saint was written by Saint Sophronius, who is the patriarch of Jerusalem. Now, once during the Great Lenten fast, a certain priest monk named Zosimus withdrew into the wilderness of the desert beyond the Jordan as part of his Lenten asceticism. And he went on a 20-day journey. And in the middle of this desert, suddenly she, he caught sight of a human being with a withered and naked body whose hair was bleached white by the sun and her clothes were in, a, in tatters from living in the desert so long. And that she, the, the saint said that she barely, he barely recognized her as being a human being so, so worn out that she was. And so the, this priest chased after her for a while and he, came to, he caught up with her and this, this woman, who turned out to be St. Mary of Egypt, was crouched down by a brook and said, Father Zosimus, forgive me for the sake of the Lord. I cannot face you for I am a naked woman. Then Zosimus gave him his outer garment to which she wrapped herself and, 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 and then appeared to him. Now the elder, this priest was very frightened. You know why? Because he's in the middle of nowhere in this desert and he comes upon this strange woman and this woman knew his name. And so the elder recognized that something mystical was happening. Something of the spirit was happening. And so he begged this woman to tell him how she got there about her story. So she related her story. She was born in Egypt and at the age of 12 began to live a life of debauchery and she spent 17 years in this perverted way of life. Driven by the adulterous flame of the flesh, she even gave herself to anyone who asks, asked. One day in Egypt she saw a crowd of people boarding a boat to go to the holy city of Jerusalem in order to venerate the holy cross of Christ. And on a lark, she joined this crowd and got in this boat and began their journey with him. And she relates that she was so broke and she was so broken that because she had no money for the ticket that she offered her, herself as payment for her journey. And in time, she, arriving at the holy city of Jerusalem, she went to the church of the Holy Sepulchre in order to venerate the honorable cross 
But as she tried to enter the church, some invisible force, like a wall, it says, restrained her and prevented her from entering the church. Now this bothered her, and this pricked her conscience, and she became instantly aware of her sinfulness, and in great fear, she gazed upon the icon of the All-Holy Mother of God in the vestibule, and prayed that she be allowed to enter the church to venerate the Honorable Cross, all the while confessing her sinfulness and uncleanliness and promising that she would go wherever the all-pure Theotokos would direct her. And then she was permitted to enter into the church. Now having venerated the cross, she again entered the vestibule, and before the icon of the Theotokos she gave thanks to the Mother of God. And at that very moment she heard a voice saying, If you cross over the Jordan, you will find real peace. Mary was was called to this higher lifestyle. She was called to this life of struggle in order, with God's help, to live a life bent on destroying the passions that were within her and to join herself as a bride of Christ. So immediately, she purchased three loaves of bread and started out for the Jordan, where she arrived that same evening. The next day, she received Holy Communion in the monastery of St. John the Baptist and then crossed over the Jordan River to struggle and live where the very same St. John the Baptist lived. And there, in order to subdue the passions that were within her and to blot out all the evil images in her memory, she remained in the wilderness and struggled. And she remained in the wilderness for 48 years, in great self-inflicted torment, in fear and struggle with passionate thoughts that acted upon her as if they were wild beasts. And she struggled over and over with the memories of her past life in sin. And constantly she repented and turned, to her, turned her soul and her mind to Christ. Afterward, when she stood for prayer, St. Zosimos, this priest monk, saw that when she called upon the name of Christ, she was so elevated that she literally was levitated into the air. And she begged him to bring her Holy Communion, to come back and bring her Holy Communion the following year on the very shore of the Jordan where they had met, and she would come and receive Holy Communion. The following year, True to his word, Father Zosimus arrived at the shore of the Jordan in the evening with Holy Communion. And seeing her, he wondered how this saint would cross the Jordan. And at that moment, in the light of the moon, he saw her as she approached the river, and she made the sign of the cross over it, and by the power of Christ, walked upon the water as though upon dry land. Then Father Zosimus administered Holy Communion to her, and she begged him to come the following year to the same brook where they had first met. And true to his word, Zosimos returned that next year and discovered her lifeless body on that spot. And above her head, written in the sand, was written a message that read, Abba Zosimos, 
Bury the body of the humble Mary on this site. Render dust to dust. She died on April 1st, on Holy Thursday of Holy Week, the same night of the saving suffering of Christ, after having received communion and the divine mysteries. From this inscription, Zosimos first learned her name. And the other and awesome miracle was that she, on that same night the previous year, when she had received Holy Communion, arrived at this brook, which took him there 20, took him 20 days to travel. Thus, Father Zosimos buried the body of this wonderful saint, Mary the Egyptian. And when he returned to the monastery, Zosimos related the entire history of her life and the miracles which he had personally witnessed. So, thus, the Lord knows how to glorify penitent sinners. St. Mary is commemorated on this, the fifth day of the honorable fast of Great Lent, and the Holy Orthodox Church holds her up as an example to the faithful during these fast days as an incentive for repentance and an encouragement to keep enduring in the spiritual life. She died in the year 530 AD. Through the prayers of Saint Mary of Egypt, may she intercede with Christ our God to save our souls.